Hello, everyone. I am Kristen Crockett, your hostess for Courageous Destiny, creating your own rules of empowerment. And I am so excited today to have a really, really cool guest on my show today. His name is Kevin McNally. He is a yacht salesman. He works for a company called Jefferson Beach Yacht Sales. And if you're friends with Kevin on Facebook, or if you follow him on YouTube, you're going to see lots of gorgeous pictures of sunsets and beautiful boats. And you're also going to see some pretty cool stuff of him doing some daredevil things, which got me thinking I should interview him on my show because there's not many people who are as courageous as Kevin McNally. Kevin McNally, welcome to my show. How are you today? 110%. I'm trying to keep up with you in the moment. Are you really? Well, you can just you could just be you, okay? All right. I'm good. <laughs> you know, I'd love for you to share a little bit. You know, I think about you know, you've got these boats, okay? They're and I'm calling them boats. I don't know if that's the right thing to call them. Yep, boats, yachts. So you got that's these million cute, dollars, right? million dollar, these huge boats, and you just get in them and you drive them, you're you know, you're you're driving them all around. What is that like? What is that like? It never gets old. I mean, it's it's kind of gets into the blood, that's for sure. I mean, there, there isn't a boring day. I mean, I'm thankful all the time that get to be out there and call this a living. It's better than a dying, that's for sure, anytime. The boats are, uh, and, and by the way, to get back to boats and yachts, it's a yacht when you're looking at it, but when you own it, you've got to say it's a boat because otherwise it's a little bit pretentious walking around going, hey, have you seen my yachts lately? You know? so we, yeah that's that's how it works yes it's a yacht but um yeah having the opportunity to help people uh and you, you may have heard me say this before but i i don't sell anything but i help a lot of people buy cool shit that's the idea and um you know i usually specialize kind of 40 to 80 feet for the most part by the way and 40 to 80 last. Feet. yeah but both if you own them but once I buy my once I buy my yacht, then it's a boat, which is good yeah. to know because I yeah. hate people to think I was pretentious. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so, what is it like? I know you go on some trips too. So I know you went on some. You know, I know I was following you on Facebook, and you went on a really cool trip this summer. And you were mm -hmm. was it like to Detroit and some other things? What was that like? What is that? Uh, that? You know, that was definitely a little bit of courage in there. I, I hadn't done that trip before, and I picked up uh, this beautiful, it wasn't a big boat. It was just under 40 feet, but brand new that a company just brought in inventory. And they said, would you like to bring it to Chicago? I think Chicago from Detroit. That's a that's 500 some miles, which it is. And uh, not a whole ton of planning went into it. Jumped on a boat I'd never been on a boat before and um headed out and i think uh i ended up taking five days but only three days of running there's a lot of water to cover so what could go wrong if you just jump on a boat and go 500 miles oh <laughs> i i can't even i don't let myself think that i don't no. nothing nothing no i mean it's uh haven't been in the industry 32 years and and done a lot of different things in a lot of different bodies of water it uh there's there's a lot of situations where i've messed up and and just knowing how to get out of that i mean every situation is different it's just keeping a cool head but uh 
you know, nowadays you've got this really amazing set of apps and technology things you can use that make it real easy as far as predicting weather and doing your charting and figuring out where the marinas are and where, you know, just where your polling spots are and fuel and, and um, it, it makes it a lot easier than the old days where you just had a big paper chart in front of you. So it really wasn't too scary. So you don't let yourself think about what goes wrong. You just do it. What, yeah. What, if you start thinking about what could go wrong, that gets into that, you know, fear is 90% imagined, you know, mm -hmm. just imagining what could go wrong. And it's amazing. Shit goes wrong if you do that. So I just don't really imagine it going wrong and, and it tends to go a lot better that way. No, and I think that's really important. I know like when I work with clients, you know, when I'm working with clients and they want to achieve, you know, really big results, I'm always saying you're, whatever you're thinking about is what you're going to get. Right. So if you're sitting there thinking about what's going wrong, you're going to be right. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, it, it kind of gets down to that, um, you know, the questions we ask ourselves to determine our focus. Well, if I ask myself, well, how come I'm so unlucky? Well, I end up getting unlucky. If I go, how come I'm so darn lucky? Then I start getting lucky. So, mm -hmm. you know, if I go around saying, well, what could go wrong when I'm doing the trip? It's amazing. All this shit that just pops up that, yeah, that could go wrong. But if it's, wow, look at that amazing sunset. We're going to be running into, you know, 930 and we're going to get into this harbor at about quarter to 10. It's going to be perfect. You think about that. It's amazing how that just, kind of unfolds and it becomes a reality. So it, mm -hmm. it really backs up what you're talking about. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I, I always struck me about you is I know that you're very courageous and you have this daredevil side to you. I know I've seen some some of those clips on Facebook. Like there was this one where you're like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you're on that really fast boat. I'm like, oh, how fast. fast is he going? <laughs> And then I think it was like a week ago, I saw this, this other, this other thing on your feed where I didn't know it was you. It was like some kind of jet ski, no, no, like skier, like body skiing and you well, were bare, barefoot water skiing. Barefoot water skiing. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it, actually, it's funny. You said the, the skiing thing, cause it started off on a slalom ski and then dropped the ski going aside mm -hmm. and you spin around and come up. It wasn't easy. But uh, and that was a long time ago, by the way. But I had I was hanging out with this group of friends that were absolutely phenomenal adrenaline junkies, which I wasn't. But I like to have fun. And they just taught me, well, this is just what you do. So I remember watching a couple of guys do it. And I thought, well, that doesn't, you know, doesn't look easy. But how do you do it? And they just explained it and broke it down. Like, of course, you can do this. And that's kind of how life seems to be. Sometimes it's amazing the stuff that if people didn't tell you you can't do that you go out and do mm-hmm so what are some of those things that you've done that people told <laughs> you you can't do but <laughs> you did you know i uh, it's hard to break down any favorites <laughs> but I, I will say when i lived in uh, vancouver british columbia uh, I'd been in the boat business about 15 years and I had an opportunity to go down to Southern California. And I thought that sounds like fun. Um, running a, a big boat operation that was down there with the same company I was with. And it was actually pretty frightening going down there. I had a wife at the time was eight months pregnant and uh, moving to California and, and just a different lifestyle entirely different 
mindset, everything was different. Um, just the culture of the people, the way the employees were and all that was a lot different than anything I'd ever experienced, but it was, I just made it fun. So, and then did, did that went into three years later, I moved to, um, Chicago everybody from California thought I'd lost my mind or had been fired. I must've been caught doing something bad. I really just was ready for a, a shift and, and Chicago had a really neat opportunity that popped up. And that was another pretty um, big move. California to here was extreme, but it's exciting when you look at, you know, the possibilities in, in the growth process that can happen when you, you know, when you tackle something that's, whoa, that's tough. If you just imagine what it's like when you get out to the other side, um, it makes it a lot more fun, you know, less daunting. So. And I like what you said, you mentioned it looking like an adventure. Thinking yeah. Like an adventure, like it was fun. Yes. And yeah. I think, I think that's what a lot of people do is they look at something big in their life and they're like, well, I can't do that. And they think about all mm-hmm. the things, you know, like the boating, right? What could go wrong instead yeah. of my, I've got one life to live. I've got so many breaths that I'm going to take in this life. Am right. I going to live it worried about what I'm going to lose or what could go wrong? Or am I going to live it as an adventure? Right. Yeah. And you seem to be an example of that. That's what I'm seeing anyway. Yeah. Right. Are you- <laughs> it's fun. Well, and the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing. If you keep doing it over and over. Yeah, it becomes a habit. Yeah. Yeah, you do something more than a dozen times in a row and it becomes a good habit. Exactly. Or exactly. a bad one. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> and you got to be careful with the habits. But yeah. yeah, one thing I always do when I start coaching, when I start coaching people is one of the very first assignments I give them is do one thing a day that's extremely courageous. Mm-hmm. You know, just pick one thing. And then over the time that we're working together, because I usually work with people for about six months. So over the time that we're working together, you know, we're halfway in and they're like, they start missing Mm. that they haven't done something courageous in that day. And so every day they're picking apart their comfort zone more and more and more. Right. Right. And I love that because if you can develop a habit of courage, Mm -hmm. then you get to do really cool shit. Right. You do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's just natural. It's like, Ooh, look at me. I'm doing cool shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it must be fun doing the coaching thing. It is fun. It's a lot of fun. I love to coach. Yeah. yeah. So what's, what's your best uh, story of somebody's success that, you know, it, it was a bit of a bit of a leap coming on board with what you do and they put their trust in you and okay, you can, you know, they're, they're definitely invested. And then what was the best result that you got that was like, wow, I'm so glad I do this. Well, I actually coached uh, just an amazing woman who was a business owner for over 30 some years and she wanted to sell her business. And her business was like, I don't know. I can't remember the exact dollar amounts. But she had one offer and it was horrible. Like she wasn't going to pay off any of the, you know, the debt she had accrued during the time that she was in business. And by the time we were done with the coaching, she sold her business for seven times her original offer. So that was cool. That was really cool. (laughs) And I just kept telling her, keep, keep going, keep going, keep peddling, keep peddling that way. 
Wow. That's why I, I tell my clients, as long as you take action in that direction, you keep pedaling. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, that's fantastic. That's a good one. Yes. Yes. So how about you? What are some of the most courageous things you've done? Mm. Well, the two moves were a big one. I, um, I think starting off in life when I was young, doing things that were really scary helped a lot. I, I remember uh, fresh out of college, I just uh, got finished doing my criminal justice degree. And I was, I just wanted to, I wanted to go to California. I thought that sounds really cool. And and I remember I'd, I'd met some girl one time that was down there and, and I thought she was really cute. So I thought I'll, I'll go see her. I'll hang out in California. This will be fun. But I had no money. I was fresh out of college. So I came up with this idea of, you know, how much, money could I make in one night? What could I do? And at the time there was this movie came out, it was called a lady's night in heaven. And it was all about these male entertainers that really? uh, when we were throwing money in, I thought, well, here I was, I just, you know, just getting done college. And I, I put my through self through college doing mime and breakdance on the streets back then. This is back in the eighties. And that was a little courageous, but I That's thought, a lot courageous. That was, yeah. <laughs> Well, it was, it was way better than working for $7 an hour, um, you know, doing a janitorial thing, which I started off in college, you know, on the, uh, it's a part-time thing. But so I thought I'll do this ladies night in heaven. I'll, I, I know I can get some guys that, you know, would probably like to make a little money. And I offered to pay these guys. It was like $50. And I said, you keep all the tips. You're going to meet tons of ladies. They're going to love you. And you, you got rhythm, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got rhythm. That's great. And I thought, I got rhythm. All I got to do is get down to my, you know, just a little skimpy there. And, <laughs> uh, and I, had to, I sold tickets door to door in all the, uh, the hair salons. And uh, there was a bunch of government offices. And I went do literally door to door, desk to desk, sold tickets. For so what did you wear days. when you went door to door? Uh, I dressed nice, you know, I, you know, made sure my hair was done and I, I look, you know, I let them know I'm, I'm the entertainment, which is just amazingly, I can't believe that when I look back. So, <laughs> you know, I hired a DJ, we rented a, a, this convention center place and had to say that it was a, uh, um, it was a fundraiser in order to get a liquor license. And uh, with all the tickets we sold, that's what we used to, you know, I had to pay the DJ and rent some props and costumes and, and lighting and so on. And we get to the night where we show up and uh, there's a line around the block. I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds, not just the ones I sold tickets to, because I told them they're going to have the most amazing entertainment. Get the girls out. Just have a great time. Let it just let it all hang out. You're gonna have an awesome time. Was well, this your first time doing this? Yes. Wow. That would be, yes, it's scary. I didn't think about what could go wrong. So uh, I just thought, how cool, all these ladies are gonna throw money at me, I'll make a bunch of money in one night. Well, we ran out of money, at, you know, with all the ticket sales, we had enough to pay, you know, for the convention center and the, and the DJ and the lights and all the other little things. We had about $200 left to buy alcohol for the bar. So we literally had to send somebody out every hour to go do another booze run to pick up booze. We're selling booze tickets like crazy. And it was actually, it was, uh, 
it was shocking how well it came off other than at the end of the night the guys heard that there was a party with a bunch of ladies that you know they're watching male entertainers you know what's going to happen to these ladies <laughs> we got to show up because they're ready for us <laughs> i know like <laughs> <laughs> And what I didn't realize is that they'd show up by the hundreds as well. And they started coming in the doorways and all the different exits. And and we're all out there. We're not even fully dressed after our night of entertaining and uh, <laughs> having to fight these guys off. The police showed up and um, it, it was just, it was out of a storybook, like nightmare to, oh my gosh, I paid them their 50 bucks, gave them actually uh, an eight, each another tip and they made a whole bunch of tips. And then I got home. I literally had a garbage bin full of bills and dumped it out on the floor. And I remember count it took hours to count out and uh, I had a pretty good trip to California. It was a neat, uh, you know, I only went down there for a few weeks, but I didn't worry about money. And I'd say because that was my first feat of major courage that stands out. Uh, yeah. That's huge. <laughs> I remember one time we were talking and he said, what have you done? That's courageous. I'm like, I did karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Lame. Oh, I just put myself in the eye. Lame for me. <laughs> well, I haven't heard you sing, so I, I don't know. Maybe if, maybe if you're a good singer, it doesn't take as much courage. <laughs> But yeah, not according to my kids anyway. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this. So you, you get, so, I mean, that's huge. What other things? Anything else? Oh, <laughs> these are really great stories. I mean, these could be like on the movies. Yeah. Version. Right. Right. Um, well, you know, the, that was a pretty fun night and it kind of stuck with me and a few years later. Um, had some friends that dared me to go in a contest and, uh, it wasn't a wet t-shirt contest cause I don't do wet t-shirts for guys. So it was the other version. Yeah. I can't imagine that being too, <laughs> yeah. but I really liked, uh, you know, going through college when I was doing the, the break dancing thing and mime and all that. And, and I just, I don't know, music did something to me. So I thought, uh. I'd give it a try. And I won a couple of these contests. I won them. Next thing you know, I was doing them all over the place and I started making money in, in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. A couple of years later, I was really enjoying it and making a good, I had a good career actually doing it. And I knew it was short term, but it was fun. And uh, I, there was this big contest in Vegas. It was like the best of the best in North America. All the Chippendales are going to be there. The hard bodies, all the, everybody who's anybody's going to this contest. And it was called the gold G string awards. No yeah. way. Yeah. They really called it that 1986. <laughs> yep. It's a while ago. <laughs> I that. But I, I went down there and uh, it was pretty intimidating because uh, you know, a lot of big egos, um, and uh, I'm this Canadian from Vancouver, British Columbia. Where's that? Is that like near Toronto? <laughs> yeah, other coast. Anyway, uh, and I ended up, I, I had, I did a completely different show from what anybody had ever seen. And uh, I won it. It's like, 
I, at the end of the, the whole three days, I ended up winning this contest for all of North America. And I, I would call that courageous. Uh, I would definitely call that courageous. I think you even get like the destiny. I mean, how many yeah. people can say they won the golden G string award? I know. I know. Yeah. So my clients don't always get to hear that story right up front, by the way. So I'm, I'm hoping this doesn't get out there too far, <laughs> <laughs> but Hey, that was back in the eighties. You could do anything. Yes. Everybody's forgotten about it now. Cause thank goodness the internet wasn't alive then. Oh yeah. You'd be everywhere. Like yes, you'd be. You yeah, baby, you can't Google that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Oh my gosh, that is that that I just can't even imagine what it would take. I mean, because you think about the vulnerability. I mean, where, how did you learn how to dance? Like, where were? You, I mean, I'm obviously uh, you didn't teach yourself how to dance. I'm assuming that way, right? You, you just, no, it was just a drug. Music was a drug. I just turned it yeah. on and just did stuff to me. I couldn't help it. So I don't know if it was learning or controlling, you know, because I was just spastic. I moved really fast. So they thought he must be good because couldn't That's really see much of what I was doing. But uh, I don't know. I, I mean, working on the the street as a, a mime artist, and, and I know that sounds nuts, but seriously, had the white face and everything and did break dancing and, and had a lot of fun work in the crowds back then. Do you have and, pictures? Um, well, you, yeah, you told me you got to have something. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I what, do you? Like, I'm completely I'm dumb. Yeah, Look at that. that is so, that's artwork. I mean, it really is. That photo is artwork. It was fun. Mm -hmm. I, I had a lot of fun, but I got it out of my system. So how did you, I, okay. All I'm picturing is wanting to go up and like, you know, whenever I see a mom, I want to go, hey, you know, and wave and like be kind of a jerk, I guess. <laughs> how do you, how do you, how did you control, you know? You know I, I really approached it like a business. That's all. Cause I, I you know, we kind of skipped the part. Well, how did you go from you, you got this criminal justice degree to then you're doing this? Oh yeah. 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 Because it, I mean, that started off. I thought I wanted to get into law enforcement and uh, doing the reserves for a while and go on some ride-alongs and and seeing what it was really like being a police officer. I, you know, the first time somebody called me a name, I, I just it, it really offended me. You know, I was there to help people out, and there was a lot of things in that that career that kind of helped me do an about face. <laughs> How do I go from that in the entertainment industry? But uh, um, it was a good business, though. It was, I mean, I was making more money than I would have as a police officer if I'd been in the force for 10 years. And I was doing that in the first year in the entertainment business and having wow. fun traveling all over the place. So, but that does take some courage to leap for like that from law enforcement to the entertainment industry and then to. Mm -hmm your current career selling yachts that become boats yeah <laughs> that's gonna stick with that's me yeah you said selling though oh i did i did yeah yeah i know we had this conversation Excuse earlier but me. yeah i don't sell anything but i help a lot of people buy cool shit <laughs> that's true yeah. that's yeah. true that's awesome so, so kevin mcnally mm-hmm 
what could you see on your bucket list now that would be courageous that you have yet to do that you want to make sure that you do? You know, I got to admit when you asked me that and you were nice enough to send that out, you know, on an email there last week, I got to think about it and I realized you get, uh, I started doing what a lot of people do and I was really just kind of like this for a while, you know, I'm heading in a direction. So I hadn't really thought about it a bunch. So I did think about it. Thank you. you. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, you know, you know that I play a little bit of guitar. So I, I, I do know that. Yeah. So I, I, I've, I, I thought I'd really like to take one of the songs that I've written over the years and uh, produce it and get it out there. So that would be one of my courageous things, you know, I don't know if I'll ever get to it, but that would be on the list. And I wouldn't mind selling a few yachts or helping people buy a few yachts that were over that hundred foot range. Cause that's something I haven't done yet. So that's so that's up there. You yeah. said so. I know. Well, I think if I'm going to sell one of those, I'll be doing a little bit of selling, but a lot of telling too. Yeah. What do you like most about it? What do you, what, what do you like most about what you do? Because I know that you have this passion for it. We see all of and you, you just launched, uh, aren't you doing something with photography now too? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's an addiction. You know, I get, I call it sunset mindset. Every time I'm out there, if there's, I, I literally plan my days around the sunset sometimes. It just, it gives you an energy, sunsets and sunrises. So I just started doing, uh, I don't know, I, I didn't do it. To, I'm not trying to make money or anything, but to try to capture you know what it's like when you see that perfect sunset mm-hmm. and you take a picture and it's like, you look at it the next day, it's that's it. So <laughs> I really, I just started practicing it a lot more. And, and it, obviously photography is a big deal with the products that I, you know, I need to promote and market, you know, having pictures that you can really feel what it's all about in the essence of, you know, the lines, the quality or whatever it is that people are looking for in that product line photography is a big part of it and and it's a way to promote the lifestyle and capture it so yeah it's an addiction though it's well i think it's a beautiful addiction and thank you so much for sharing it with us if you if you guys are online how does somebody find you online to look at some of these gorgeous pictures and find out about some of these beautiful yachts well i've got a youtube channel that's just called uh boat knuck as in Boat boat Boatnuck, like Canuck, Boatnuck, N-U-C-K, one, Boatnuck, one. You can also just uh, Google my name, Kevin McNally, and the word boats, and it'll come up all over the place. So, okay. Yeah. You guys should That's check easy. them out. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Having a lot I- of fun, sure. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on my show today. This was really a lot of fun. I just, like I said, I just think you are the example of courage, you know? <laughs> well, I, I, I've been watching you. You're doing the same thing out there. So it's good <laughs> to see you doing well. Yes. We'll keep yes. It up. 
And what, one of the things that I wanted to bring up for people, you know, if they're listening today, is just to remember that you don't have to live by everybody else's rules. You know, just even the name of this podcast, creating your own rules of empowerment. What makes you really, really, really great and live when you do it? And you yeah. don't have to, you don't have to live like everybody else. You know, you get to no. go out there and create and generate your own thing. And no, people, people like different. That's for sure. Exactly. Exactly. You're and right. I am. That's so cool. <laughs> You've got this. <laughs> I got this. I got this. Yeah. Well, well, thank, thank you for, for having me. Oh, well, thank you for coming on. And those of you, you know, please listen. Please check out, check out Kevin. Just type in Kevin and Boats, right? Kevin McNally and Boats. Kevin McNally and Boats. Yeah. And you will. He will come up or Boat Nuck One on YouTube, and you can see some yeah. of these gorgeous videos and different things that Kevin does, so. That's great, thank you. Thank you, nice you're welcome. Appreciate it. <laughs> of course, have a, have a great one guys, bye-bye.